This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up, Sport LA, a.k.a. the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. And now we're coming in for an unbelievable show. So strap in, pour a drink, drink responsibly, of course, and do whatever you feel like to have a bit of a relaxing time. And we are the one and only random attractive friends, Posse, with my one and only. The magical numero uno, possibly the greatest thing that's come out of Philly since Rocky. Mr. Philly, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Doing good. That That's a that's quite the compliment. Greatest thing to come out of Philly since Rocky. You know Kevin Hart's from Philly. Yeah, I'm putting you above Kevin Hart. Holy shit. You know? Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Kevin Hart, but he's, he's not Mr. Philly. I find him funny. I like him. He makes me laugh on every reason. It, he's just such a, I don't know. He's a funny dude, man. He just takes shit as it comes, and I like him a lot. The thing I, I love is his, his banter with The Rock. Oh, so good. Blaine Johnson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always the best, mate. He's like, but I mean, is that like a Philly style, that kind of real banter with the lads sort of thing? You wake up kind of taking no, shit in. No, of, of course you. That, that's a US thing, I think. You just, with your friends, you always take the piss out of them and you're just joking around. Like, you, at, at least when it's the guys, right? Like, when I went to my, my all boys school, whatever, and even all my friends who were dudes, like, it was, it was literally 80% of the conversation was just us making fun of each other. And I think that's most guys everywhere. <laughs> you yeah. just shit on the other guy. <laughs> but you know, it's all a joke anyway. So, the, it don't matter. Oh, man, the I weirdest thing, <laughs> the weirdest thing about Australia, and still to this day, I can't for the life of me figure it out, right? Kangaroos. Is it that the more, the more the person insults you, the more they like you? So like, like even even your boss will just abuse the shit out of you. And you'll abuse the shit out of him. And people are like, oh my God, he's gonna get fired. And you're like, no, this is this is just our culture. <laughs> this is how we do things. You'd be worried if people are really nice. I think it's that thing where it takes a certain level of being comfortable with someone and also a level of effort to actually like actively make fun of them or take the piss out of them. And I think it can go either way. You either do it because you actually genuinely dislike the person and you want them to know that. But I think most people don't do that because it's sort of awkward. So they just pretend they're usually just cordial, right? Which is where you say, oh, if they're friendly, that means I think they're either indifferent or they just don't care or maybe they don't like you. But I think if you're willing to openly kind of go after somebody like that, eight, eight out of 10 times, it's because you guys are friendly and you feel so comfortable around the other person that you're willing to do to do that, right? Like you, you don't, there's not going to be any negative repercussions if you speak your mind and uh, uh, act act how you want to act. Whereas if it's someone who you're not very comfortable with, you don't want to, you know, be like, uh, what are you fucking retarded? What are you stupid? Huh? And it's like, uh, 
I'm going to go to HR now. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's going to turn out. So I think it's that level of comfort. Yeah, it speaks a lot. It's the same thing we said in, in like, if, if, uh, if I don't make fun of you, that means, you know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable around you. Right. But that's, the, but that's like always the saying we had in, in school. Like if people fuck with you, most of the time it's because they actually, unless there's be dicks, which could be the case, but usually it's because they, you know, you guys are actually friendly. They're just taking the piss. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. I mean, I guess, yeah. And you know, you know, the lines crossed as well. So um, before we go into our little movie reviews, I've got, I've got something for a bit of fun Hit me. That, that I want us to try. Right. So I was on the train coming back from the city yesterday and uh, they come on, they're like, you know, good morning. It's the train driver speaking and we're heading yeah. down the Sandringham line and everything like that. I want you to give me your best train announcer voice. So I'll set the scene, right? You're the train driver. Everyone's getting on in the centre of Philly or Singapore or wherever, and you're announcing, heading down the line, how would you do it to the people? And I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor to give it your best shot. Fuck. All right, all right, let me think. All right, do you want me to go first while you have me thinking while you have to think about no, it? No, don't go first because you're gonna be too good at it. You're just gonna make me feel worse about myself. Well, um, we're all like we're all like um, a supportive network here, you know. I understand that. Except everyone. But, but yes, you are right. You are right. <laughs> I would probably fucking nail it and I wouldn't want to put you in that position. Just... So all right, well, you know, have a think about it and then um yeah, give it to me your best shot. Okay, so the train is in in Philly. Oh, my God, I don't even remember what the Philly train station's like anymore. Fuck. Well, you can use whatever train station you like. It's Singapore. Nah, and everyone Philly, gets on. Philly. And no, okay, I'll just be like, uh, I don't know. I think they always do it, like, very calm, right? Very calm and, and slow. So, like, uh, oh, fuck. Please know Amtrak train 746 is now at track seven. Please board for trains bound to New York City. And then I would just repeat it that way. That was a, it's got a very nice, it's got a very nice phone train station announcement voice. That was very good. I think you have to be calm, right? Because then it sounds like a train. <laughs> There's a train at track seven. Board it. <laughs> There's, that's not enough <laughs> There's not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Drum roll. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your train driver, the one and only Jimmy the Razzle Dazzle Summers. Now, please board and make sure that you're not standing within the doorways because when they shut, you're not getting out. All right. Time comes in every person's life where they're stuck in the capsule heading at about 85 kilometres down the train line. But just to let you know, I'm in charge and I didn't have a big night beforehand. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and they and all people, today is the day that we shine. We're going to take you on a lovely journey heading down to Sandringham. We're going to pass through the main structures of, of course, South Yarra, of which you can charge and go to other areas of this great bustling metropolis. Or maybe you live in Whoop Whoop, of which case, Godspeed and God save the Queen. Once we get past that, we're going to go into the hipster fill areas of Windsor, Paran, probably some good bars and cafes if you like a bit of strong lattes. 
heading up. Then we're going to go into the very, very rich area, the 3186 baby of Bryson. After that, well, it's going to be a decrease in property prices and probably slightly less sophistication past Hampton and Brighton Beach. And then we're going to bring it on home, son, to the Sandringham line. ETA is about 35 minutes now, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of you be disappointed at the football results. Essendon got absolutely walloped by Geelong, but don't worry, because you've always got to look on the bright side of the life. We're leaving in a couple of minutes, but whilst you're waiting, here's some relaxing Charlie Parker jazz music to get you into the mood. That'd be me, bro. I don't think if somebody made me put money down on which train conductor would get mugged first, I think I would have to go with the guy whose name is fucking Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have people waiting for you to finish your damn shift to give you the all razzle dazzle. <laughs> oh oh yeah, nah. Oh, I was, think, I was thinking about it, mate. I reckon to be uh, that's how I'll do it. Uh, okay, so we decided to introduce a new segment to our podcast, being movie reviews. And uh, to start with, because look at. There was a sort of a period where it was sort of really hyped all over the internet, but I like to kind of let things settle and then have a bit of a conversation about it. Uh, and also the war in Ukraine has basically taken over every single network and thing, and even through through the newspapers trying to find anything non-war related was almost impossible. But uh, you and I have decided to settle on the Tinder Swindler, which is on Netflix, and it is a very interesting show. So... Do you want to give the people a little bit of a summary or do you want me to give a little bit of a summary, buddy? Um, I, I, I can give an unbiased summary before we start talking about it. So essentially there was an individual, a man, who um, ran sort of a Ponzi scheme, uh, finding women on Tinder and pretending to be somebody he was not. And he would, uh, he would form these connections with them and then eventually start scamming them into giving him money. And because of the previous emotional connection they made, these women who were getting scammed um, didn't have the same kind of, uh, uh, they, wouldn't, they weren't thinking straight, essentially. They weren't thinking straight. And then we see this man run rampant on many women in a non-sexual way, but potentially sexual way too. A bit of both, I think. <laughs> he diversified. <laughs> diversified, yeah. He had a diversified portfolio. And the way that it was a Ponzi scheme was that he would get the money from one girl and basically use it to pay for Rolls Royces and jets and fancy cars and restaurants and everything like that, and then uh, take the next girl out on a date using that money and then get her to, to invest. And then the way that he was getting them to give money was he was setting up this ploy where he was pretending to be a diamond dealer mm-hmm. and he was being a, he, his bodyguard was attacked and he showed the footage of the ambulance with the bodyguard all bloodied and everything like that. So he played on a bit of the nerve string saying, well, you know, um, my enemies, that's why all the memes are out there. My enemies are trying to get me because that's what he was saying to the girls to get them to fund the money and saying, well, you know, basically I, they've shut my bank accounts and credit cards and everything like that, so I need you to put it under your name to give me the money. Now, what made the genius about this scam 
is that as soon as he got them to put it under their money, uh, their name and their money, uh, it lowered the crime that he was doing. Because essentially, when it came down to it, the, the, the lawyers were like, well, you took money out of your own account under your own name and you gave it to him, you know? So it's not like you were setting up fake bank accounts for him and fake names and you were committing fraud and whatnot. So um, how, did you, how did you find it, mate? Did you, did you feel sorry for the girls? Were you a little bit infuriated, you know, what's... Uh, would you recommend watching it? What was your what was your sort of feel for it? I, I would I would I would recommend everybody to to watch it just to just to okay. I was a little mixed when I when I watched it. Um, and I look, I'm gonna I want to preface this before anything I say when we discuss this, just so it's very clear that I think what this guy did was a dick, and I feel slightly bad for the women. Right, that's the right. best way I could put it. I mean, okay, I feel bad for the women because they got scammed, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, um, assume the worst than people. So let me let me continue. Um, the first please woman, con- please continue because I feel absolutely nothing for them. I'm I'm again, I I don't. I think if you're scammed, it's always sad, right? I, it, it sucks if you get scammed. It's a horrible feeling. But the reason I'm not like full on like feeling so bad for them is because, okay, first, number one, you have so many fucking dudes get scammed every day by people like women who they think that are into them or something like that, right? But there's no fucking TV show about that, you know? There's no fucking shit on that. Like there's women who go around and kill their husbands to get their shit, right? The black widow women. You don't hear shit about that. There's no fucking TV show on that. Nobody's talking about that, right? It's like they found one fucking dude who somehow was able to scam some women and then it became a whole fucking sensation. And I feel bad for the, for the, for the chicks. But at the same time, it's like, why did they get scammed by this guy? Because let's be honest here. He's not that good looking, right? He's not some fucking Henry Cavill ass motherfucker rolling up and you're like, holy shit, this man's a damn god. He came alive in the Greek pantheon and started walking around and is on Tinder near me. It's like this dude is average looking, but he's fucking loaded. And it's like, you expect me to believe that like the first chick that they put on the show who got scammed for like 250k by the end of everything, like she was, she was with him for the looks. It's like, no, dude, this guy, this guy played her like a damn violin. He took her out. He took her on private jet to fucking Bulgaria, all this shit. She, she was fucking smitten. And not only that, the first date, he introduced her to his fake wife and fake child or something like that, right? Now, you're yep. telling me that if, if this chick, cards on the table, I'm making an assumption here because nobody asked her this in the interview. Would she have fucking gone out with a guy who was like, hey, I'll meet you up, didn't take her to a fancy, nice hotel restaurant or anything like that. Let's say he took her to an average run of the mill, like the Olive Garden of European restaurants, whatever the fuck that would be. And then it's like, instead of a private jet, he says, hey, I'll take you on a taxi cab and we can walk along the the sign or whatever the fuck they were. And my wife and kid are going to be there. You think she's going to be fucking interested in that? Was uh, It was his ex-wife and kid. Yeah, ex-wife kid, but still. But like, whilst we're discussing it, right, on that, I just want to add one thing, well, and I'll let you keep going. The first lady 
came out and said, oh, I'm looking for a relationship, I'm looking for love, 1,052 matches. She had over 1,000 matches with men on Tinder. Anyway, proceed with what you're saying. Ah, yes. So, look, the only reason she went out with this dude was because he was loaded. And anybody who says otherwise, I mean, get your head out of your ass, man. It's like she was excited. She was living this life of, of ex- she was getting taken on these extravagant dates. The guy made up some story that he was the son of some diamond billionaire and he was the heir to his fortune and there were people chasing him and there was some, like he pretty much made these girls' lives, which were probably boring and dull as fuck. And he made them think that they were in some exciting, exciting spy movie. And it, it, it just turned them on, man, you know, and they get, and they get into that stuff. And then they think that they're actually helping and, and, uh, and, and contributing to this guy's life and his business deals. And, you know, there's actually people, because, because another thing this guy did was he kept telling these women that his enemies were after him and that he would send pictures of him, his bodyguard, because he had bodyguards too. He paid some guys to pretend to be his bodyguard. Look, I will be, Prefacing this way, the man had high production value. The, the, the pr- production value was high. He was damn good. Seriously. Like, fuck. The amount of effort this man went through, he must have been scamming at least, like, 15 women at once to pay for this shit. Um, but it's, like, the only reason they're into him, you know, it, it's not because of him. It's because of his money. And they thought that, you know, this guy was some fucking diamond billionaire boy and they could lock him down and, and get fucking jacked ripped but then these chicks should look in the fucking mirror and look at themselves and be like hey you that are you that good looking that you think a dude who's a heir to billions of dollars is going to settle for some fucking nobody like come on like be be semi-realistic it's not like you were school friends or like you grew up down the street from each other somehow and, and you knew each other since you were seven and you're like childhood sweethearts it's like you met oh, fucking tinder culturally and religion that he doesn't want to keep it in house after he's played around it's 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 just ridiculous i mean the the level of stupidity i think they were blinded by you know gold diggers now again i feel bad that they got scammed but at the same time because i have my personal belief as to why they got scammed then it's like i feel like they were just chasing his money and he somehow fucking played Uno reverse card on them and <laughs> he started getting all their money. So it's just like, shit. It, it's like the same thing with like uh, old guys with like the sugar baby mentality, right? I find the whole thing disgusting. I think an old dude who's with like some 18 year old girl, it's fucking nasty, man. And I think it's, it, the girl is disgusting for willing to kind of prostitute herself out for that. And the dude is fucking disgusting for doing it. Like both sides are fucking wrong. And that's what I felt about the whole Tinder swindler thing. It's like the guy swindling them are bad. But if you're a chick and you're chasing this guy, you're only chasing him because he was a fucking, you think he was fucking loaded, traveled everywhere, flew you places. Like it was exciting for you, right? And we know that's what chicks want, right? We, we, can't, we can't make jokes here. We, we can't be like, oh, I had I had real feelings and emotions with him. I'm like, bitch, you met him one fucking day. He put you on a private jet and that was all it took. And you were fucking like, oh my God, this is my chance. I can get with this guy and never have to work another day in my life. They won't say that, right? And they'll always be like, oh, I can't believe you. I can't believe you went imply that about the victim. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck off. This is like common sense bullshit is what it is. A bunch of damn gold digging whores and they got fucking outplayed 
right? Because they would have, I, I bet they happily scam guys all the time. You want to go on fucking dates, pay for my dinner. I'm never going to talk to you again. Fine. Now, maybe it's not $250,000 worth of mozzarella sticks, but you know, <laughs> holy shit. Can you imagine how much fucking that would be? <laughs> The villain, the leading tower of mozzarella sticks, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what, so we're going step by step. So you've gone through the first two, right? So for me, um, it made me furious. It actually made me furious watching that. Not because of the not because of the the, the the actual guy hustling right because at the end of the day right scams have been going on a long time it's like the old story of the bloke that sold the Eiffel Tower to tourists because he thought he could buy it right you know like yeah scams have been existing since day one so yeah look it's not good that he's not good that he's a scammer no one likes a scammer right I get that but I got completely and utterly no empathy whatsoever for the first Norwegian chick. And I like Norwegians. I've worked with Norwegians for the last decade. They're fucking awesome people. They're also quite, like, kind of financially conservative people as well, which is what made it even more astounding that this chick's just gone and thrown down a quarter of a million. But this is what really pissed me off. First of all, she comes out and she's like, oh, I'm really looking for love and I'm looking for a deep connection with someone, but I've got over a 1,000 connections. I've got a 1,000 matches on Tinder. Well, okay, everyone's allowed to have multiple matches. I get that. That's fine. You mean to tell me, even after 150 matches, right? Because let's say, let's go, let's go a bit pro-feminist for the moment. Let's yeah. say the majority of men are complete douchebags. Mm. Out of 100, got to be one punter that's good. Out of 200, there's definitely going to be one or two guys that you could try and develop a relationship. So she's clearly just sitting there, flipping through, getting matches, and then just, like, getting her adrenaline hit off it, right? Oh, I'm so hot. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. Look at me. Look at me. I post a couple of pictures on IG, you know. Expose half my backside and get 10 likes. So then she goes on a date, right? She goes to some fancy-ass restaurant, and then she's like, okay, cool, I get it. Because if I was a chick, I'd be like, this is amazing, this is great, and whatever. Okay, so the second step, Europeans, with a European background. Now, I've got nothing against Bulgaria, right? I've made love to a beautiful Bulgarian woman before. It was fantastic, right? But it's known to be a bit of a dicey country, right? There's no point of beating around the bush. It's not, uh, I don't know, Austria or Italy or France or Spain or whatever. So if someone goes, I'm going to go on a private jet to Bulgaria, automatically you're going to, like, there's going to be alarm bells ringing. Like, what the fuck am I going to Bulgaria for? One. Two, like you said, the whole, this is my ex-wife and kid coming along. Bit weird. Three, she sleeps with a dude. Well, I mean, fair enough. Right, because he's just thrown you on a fucking private jet, driving you around in Rolls Royce, taking you out for nice dinner, being nice to you. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of hanky panky, you know. It's fair. It's like an exchange, right? He has a scar on his back, and he starts talking about being in prison in South Africa and being mistreated. 
and you're still like in the middle of Bulgaria and you're still like, oh, yeah, you know, he's the one. Like, are you a fucking idiot? Are you that fucking stupid that you're not like, you know what, if he was in prison in South Africa and he's a diamond dealer and he's in Bulgaria, he could be tied up with some sort of Russian mob. I like the Russians, so God bless the Russian mafia because I'd never want to have any problems with them. But he could be messed up with all, all types of people, right? Then she goes, she looks for a partner. He who is a billionaire doesn't have the money because he's got enemies in the water. So you mean to tell me that a guy who is a diamond dealer, right, doesn't have connections, doesn't have money, doesn't even have diamonds to sell? I'll give you an example. My mum's friend, right, that she lives here, they go for coffee. She used to be uh, in South Africa. They either owned a diamond mine or they were involved in the diamond trade, right? I think they might have had part interest in a mine or they're still doing whatever it is. They've got, like, obviously in her ring, she's got a huge diamond. On her necklace, she's got a diamond. People in the diamond industry, they have diamonds. It's like you go to Antwerp to the diamond jewelers and everything like that. They've got di- they've got diamonds that they can sell and they can barter and everything like that. And even during the war, when the Germans were fucking pounding through the city, you were like on the Schindler's List, you were swallowing the fucking diamonds. So you mean to tell me he doesn't have any that he can sell or any money? And he's reliant on some chick that he's met or fucking tender to start giving him some money. And then she starts forking over money, hand over, hand over fist, or whatever the saying is. So by that time, I'm like, I had absolutely and utterly no empathy because a fool is easily parted with money. She was a complete moron. And if any feminist wants to fucking go toe to toe, let's do a podcast. Let's just do a podcast and sit down and argue point by point why, because that was stupid. Anyway, let's go on to the to the other ladies of the Tinder swindler. What did you think about the Swedish girl I felt, and the other lady at the end? I felt the worst for this. I shouldn't say felt the worst, but I felt a little bit more empathetic for the one in the middle because she actually legitimately looked like had zero interest in actually being with a guy like she just liked hanging out with him because they would travel to the same places right so i guess she really did see them as more of, of friends but at the same time like why would you give uh, why would you give money to oh, I, I don't know i think some people can become friends quite quickly right you feel like oh i have a very good uh, i have a very good relationship with them and, and it, it, it does happen it does happen so um would you give 50 grand to any of your mates i guess the question Mm. because that's what she gave him she's friends Mm. with the guy would you give fifty thousand dollars to a friend that is that's a good question it it would depend on who the friend was and what it was for right I, i i find once you bring money into a relationship it makes things way more complicated um so i'm nervous to do it especially for an amount like that uh 10 like the first time he asked her i think for 10 grand and i because i was watching with my girlfriend and we i was kind of like i'm like 10 grand maybe maybe could maybe could but once you start getting into like that chick was doing the first one was doing like 250 grand i'm like what are you fucking 
you fucking stupid. Like, you can't question this shit, like you were saying before. But the, the, the chick in the middle, I mean, I, I, I don't know. She seemed like she really legitimately thought it was just a friend and just trying to help him out. But uh, I think she questioned it more quickly than the other one because she wasn't, you know, fucking gold digging. I, I don't think she minded the fact that this guy was paying for everything, of course, uh, when they would hang out, which is probably a reason they wanted to hang out. Um, she also yeah. dated the diamond dealer beforehand, so even if it didn't, even if it didn't yeah. end well, you would have thought, you know, like let's say it was a messy breakup with your ex, you could still maybe message the dude and say, look, you know, have you heard of this guy and what's the kind of background to check it? Because even if he's like, oh, I hate you, you're, 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 whatever, it's still probably that diamond dealer would still probably volunteer the information and just go, oh, look, you know. Not really yeah. interested in seeing you anymore, but just to let you know the guy doesn't exist. I'm I'm surprised she didn't check. I look, I I actually feel some empathy for her in the sense, yeah, she was just a friend and trying to help out. I think she got a little bit carried away with the amount of money, but yeah. then I think out of all of them, out of all of them, probably I was kind of most drawn to to her because you we look at it from an outside perspective and say, Oh, she's silly for giving that away. But, to give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt, you know, she she was like friends with him and traveling and, and everything like that. So and she actually seemed to be a bit sort of more 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 ballsy and pushy at the end. Yeah, you know, she had a bit of fire to her, I think. Um mm. yeah, it's, uh, I think for her it was just more so just to make uh, for me, look, I think 50 grand, in all honesty, is probably maybe definitely one, maybe two. People, I'd, I'd give that type of um, cash to. Uh, one, one definitely would be all oh, you've met. It would be Alex, right? Because I, yeah. I, you know, I've known him for so long, and you know, know the family and and, and everything like that. So, I, I think once you've got a relationship with a person, it's not just a friend, but it's like a brother to you. You know what I mean? Um, then you, you probably would. Because yeah, you can kind of make the money back, and you know that he's like, you know, he'd be, he'd be good for it, you know. So yeah, exactly. And then maybe like one, or, one or two other, pe- one or two other people, you'd be like, oh, you know what, like, like the kind of good people, and 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 you would you would at least think about it. I think yeah, ten. See, the, the, I always take the opinion with giving money to friends, whatever I give, I'm prepared to like literally burn it. Like I'm I'm prepared. Like I'm not expecting it back. Um, I'm not expecting it to to see it. I'm not going to exactly. ask you for it. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I, as soon as I give you that money, like that's it. Yeah, the courtesy. Thanks for giving it to me, mate. And then we just we just don't ever talk about it ever again, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want it to be coming up. I don't want it to be like, oh, he's done me a favor. I don't want people to be like weird about it and everything like that. So I always ask people what what. You know how much they need, and then and then and then kind of sort it. And look, we I think in life we we can help you do, um, and we we you don't you don't um, because yeah. the problem yeah. is like there's in this day and age. I think I think the interesting thing about Tinder swindler that that, that brought out there is sort of a real kind of sense of entitlement now with people uh, people just sort of giving money and getting money and everything like that. And I, I was thinking about this actually in, in my own life. Well, I was actually thinking about it yesterday when I was walking around. I think money has actually lost its has actually lost its its value in the sense of 
we're so flooded with um, on social media and life now with all uh, the commercial and Balenciagas and trips and lifestyles and influences and everything like that, that we really lose value of A, how hard it is to make money, um, and then B, the, the, the actual monetary value of each item because it seems everyone's got some sort of fancy shit now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, and then as for the last lady, how did you find the last lady? Uh, fine. I mean, I, I think she did what any what anybody would. I mean, after you find out, I guess you have two two options, right? You either beat the shit out of them, or you stay calm and try to recoup something, which is what she did. So, props to her. Seriously, props she was the best. She just she, yeah. she but then it was kind of weird, wasn't it? She was quite happy to give him all the money and get scammed. And then she, when she realized she was getting scammed, then she was like, you know, reverse the ruin. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just go back to the fact that, that, that these women in particular, not saying all women, obviously, but they are just so removed from reality. Like the, none of them, and I'm saying this as, as somebody who I think on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a six or a seven. Right. I'm nothing special. I'm average. These chicks are average at best. At best. And it's like, have some fucking self-awareness, right? How can guys have such better self awareness Okay. That's, I shouldn't maybe say that. That's not true. We just don't hear about the scams as much, but you know what pisses me off the most? And this is what pisses me off the most. They set up a fucking go fund me to help them get their money back. You know how much money they raised so far? Because I'm, I'm looking it up now, now on the stream. How much? A hundred, almost 180,000 pounds. Fuck, that's 360 grand. And can you, can you fucking imagine that if this happened to a guy, how much do you think people fucking donate? Mate, I've got the perfect solution for them. Those girls should fly over to um, Nigeria, fly to Lagos, Nigeria. Work the streets. And then... And Nigerian, Nigerian men love to spend an insane amount of money just to get a bit of tuppy. So, mate, they'll just stay there over a couple of months. They need to probably get give out a couple of roots with their tuppy, suck a bit of bat, go to some nice restaurants. Mate, they'd make probably fucking 50, 60K back easy. They'll have the time of their life, live the high life. Maybe they want to... They should just get a flight to Lagos, spend a month out there, recoup their cash, and then, yeah, get slammed and have some fun. Well, there you go. That's 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 the answer to the, that's the answer to people get swindled. Yeah. Well, why do that when you can just set up a GoFundMe and all these fucking people just start donating money to them? Yeah, like I mean, I their, said, their, their goal is six hundred thousand pounds. They're almost a third of the way there. Like, but imagine all of the fucking dudes who get conned and swindled. Nobody gives a fuck. So it's like, why should I give a fuck about these dumb broads who got swindled? Like, it's not my. How many times? How many times have blokes been? Take, gone out, taken out for dinner, had to buy the girls some fucking expensive handbag, you know, trips, you know, yeah. everything else, and 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 and, and got nothing really out of it. Or the or the girl, the girl just changes a phone number and disappears on them, you yeah. know. Exactly. Look, where's on, a, the, on where's, an everyday scale, women are swindling men on a much higher frequency. This one guy, while a total dick only balance the scale in a minuscule amount if you add there was up a, there was, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There was a slight bit of me that was kind of happy with the guy. And I was like, fuck, finally. 
one of our lads is getting up and just evening the playing field a little bit because we're out here getting slammed <laughs> for getting money taken from us left, right, and center. We're just bleeding cash because we just want a little bit of love and a nice conversation. And occasionally a hot cup of tea to watch TV with someone. But it just costs us a fucking arm and a leg. <laughs> it's, uh, I wouldn't have, I, the only reason I care is because the amount of money. And again, it's hard for me to feel bad because of just how stupid they are. Like you give 250 grand to somebody who's a fucking billionaire. Like you, you can't do the fucking Does it math. pass a pub test? Yeah, like exactly. In, in, in Australia, they say, does it pass the pub test? Which means like you're down at the pub having a couple of beers with whomever, having a yarn. You know, and if it doesn't if it doesn't get approval there, then the common man doesn't agree with it. And like you said, I mean, giving two hundred and fifty grand to a billionaire doesn't pass a pub test. Why don't they make Why don't they make a TV show now about all the fucking women who chase after millionaire billionaire men and just try to get pregnant? Did, did do you remember that one? Who's that guy? I think it was Drake. They made that that news article came out that there was some I can't remember where the fuck he was some island somewhere partying and there was some chick who wanted to to, to bang him right. And he, of course, like a good gentleman, always should, unless you're with a very special significant other and, and she's on the on the patch or pill or whatever the fuck it was, somebody you really trust. Obviously, he didn't trust this girl, so he wrapped it up as any wise man should. But apparently, when he was finished and went into the bathroom to throw it out, he put hot sauce inside the... Tabasco. Yeah. yeah, 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 inside the condom, just in case, tied it up, threw it in the trash. And that fucking chick went in there took it out of the trash can, unwrapped it, and then tried to pour it inside her, uh, her hoo-ha, and she got a little bit more than she was bargaining for it, because I think the Tabasco sauce kills the sperm, and it burns And then I think she fuck. tried suing him. Yeah, she? yeah, and then she tried suing him. Yeah. Where's the fucking TV show on that bitch? Yeah. Like, how, how come we can't compile a TV show? Like, you're talking a guy who, sure, he scammed 250, whatever. How about all the people who get fucking scammed in alimony and shit? Huh? Where, where are those fucking TV shows? This is what pisses me off, right? Because it keeps making it out to be like, you know, all oh, the women are fragile. We have to watch out for them. Oh, look how sad it was. These women got scammed. It's like, fucking shut the fuck up and sit down. This is 2022. We all equal here. Join the fucking club. There's a shit ton of men who get scammed. There's a shit ton of men who get married for their money, divorce, pay alimony the rest of their life. Some bullshit child support. Don't get to see the fucking kids. And then these women are like, oh, yeah, but I met this guy and he, he, he made me take out loans for him. It's like, what's well, your own fucking fault, jackass? <laughs> like, you're the fucking idiot there. You want me to Bro, feel bad like for I you? Said to you, I watched this and I was physically yelling at the TV. I was like, what are you fucking idiot? Yeah. What the fuck? And then, I, and then I'm like, I, I'm like leaning back in my cat and my hands are made. And I was like, nah, nah, I've got to watch the end of this. I've got to watch the end of this. It, it, it's, just, it's just bullshit, right? Because they, the fucking gall to then set up a GoFundMe. And it's just like, you know, when, when shit like this happens to dudes, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a rat's ass. They just laugh at them and say, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? And then here they get a whole fucking Netflix series. <laughs> and a GoFundMe. Fuck's sake. That's been chatting about Tinder Swindler. Because, you know, you got to try and, like, think ahead on the old podcast game because uh-huh. we record it live. So I'm looking for some subjects to talk about. <laughs> and have a listen to this. The Northern Territory News. So Northern Territory is uh, in, in, in Australia, right? And the NT News, I've got to admit, it's one of those newspapers that the headlines are just awesome. Read this. I'll, I'll read you it. 
best man left bleeding after being hit in the head by a flying dildo. Wow. Did this happen at the wedding? <laughs> I'm trying to find out more information, but it won't let me read it. Oh, unbelievable. Jesus. I How's wonder that? if, like, somebody went there to protest the wedding and they're just like, I'm just going to throw a dildo at the guy and it just hit the best man instead. Like, the dude just... I mean, look, I don't think... I think dildos wouldn't be particularly, like, airborne. I'd imagine that they would kind of fall to the, fall to the earth quite quickly. <laughs> so, I mean, how far away are you? Because you'd have to use a decent amount of force in order to, like, hit the dude in the face to make him bleed. So do you take a run-up or do you like, lob it from really high? I would assume so. I would assume so. Hmm. But interesting. I want to know more about it, why that happened. I, I, I really hope it is somebody came to protest the wedding, threw a dildo at the groom, and the best man just took one for the team. <laughs> that bit of the wedding where you it. have, like, does anyone does anyone object to this marriage? And then someone runs in it's like, Fuck yes, him. I do. And then they go to try and throw a dildo at the man that's about to get married. Uh, and then the best man is like, Fuck, I've got to step up to the plate. And he's just jumping in front of this flying dildo. Slow motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. If that happens to you at your wedding, I'll, I'll jump in front of a dildo oh, for you. Thanks, I would, I would cop one. <laughs> cop a dildo. I would hope nobody would throw up, a dildo at me. Get up. I'd get up and be like, there's nothing to say here. There's nothing to say here. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. Oh. Oh. Do you know, apparently the rule is that if you go to an actual church wedding, and they say, does anybody object to the wedding? And if somebody objects, that that actually could end the wedding. Yeah. No, uh, it actually can. Yeah, I didn't know that. I always thought it was like yeah. a go fuck yourself kind of thing. But apparently the no, you can, can, you can actually like, it can actually end it. It's yeah. it's like it's the final the final chance before God to like stop it for whatever reason. Yeah. And then you have to fight the groom, I think. In a boxing <laughs> match. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> sounds like something out of Boston or <laughs> some Irish wedding. Uh, I remember I was reading something on Reddit, I think, a Reddit thread, and, and it was like um, some Today I Fucked Up or something like that. I don't remember what thread it was, but apparently they were in a wedding and they were like an Irish family with Irish priest who was like very strict, like very strict guy. They're like, yeah, don't fuck around. Just come on, let's get it over with and let's go. And some dude decided to be funny and said, I object. And the guy just ended it. I said, okay, well, let's hear the objections. <laughs> And they couldn't get married. And everything was booked, right? Church was booked. Reception was booked afterwards. And those, the whole thing was complete fuck because one guy wanted to be a fucking joker. It, 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 crazy to me, man. You get one little fucking class clown occasionally comes out and says something and then boom. You get yeeted. You get yeeted. Your whole plan goes out just because one dude wants to be fucking funny. But at the same time, I understand it is kind of funny. <laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> right? Uh, you would actually want some, you know, part of you would be tempted to get someone with like a really, um, <laughs> a really crazy, a really crazy thing to say. So, um, you know, we were talking on our podcast about my mum and he, you know, the, the, when you go to the bank asking to take your money out and the explanation and everything like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've come up with an idea. 
when I go and they ask me what's the money for, I mm. want to say prostitutes. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Summers, how come you're taking $10,000 out of your bank account? I planned to. I plan to go whoremongering, if you must know. <laughs> plan to use mm-hmm. it for prostitutes. Because a common one now is home renovations. Yeah. That's what everyone's saying now. So, yeah. Oh, home renovation. Interesting. Home renos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, what else is cooking there that you want to talk about? No, I mean, the interest one, though, was quite the, was quite the big one, right? That was the... Uh... The big hoo-ha that we were gonna go gonna go in on but i guess uh, sorry say again the old big hoo-ha mate yeah do you have anything else that you would like to uh, to talk about anything that's tickled in your pickle anything you feel has is uh maybe not up to the jimmy standard of life the doc the love ambassador's standards what is he looking for new what zealand man fine for driving while suspended to get a pie a Wahara man who just wanted to get a warm pie on a cold night has been sentenced for driving while suspended. That's what he Ellis 38 was suspended from driving for three months and drove. Oh, he drove 200 metres to the local dairy for a late night meal. Why didn't he just Sp- walk? Smells this week appeared at the Morrinsville District on Tuesday where he pleaded guilty for driving while disqualified. His sixth such conviction. Bro. Why didn't he just walk? 600 meters is like what? 1800? No, no, feet? it wasn't 600, it was 200 meters. Oh, 200. So that's 600 feet. Dude, just fucking walk. Take a bike. What the hell? That, that shouldn't take long at all. It's not even 1km. Oh my God, that's so stupid to go for a ticket. Oh, God. You ever get a, you get a lot of tickets driving, Jimmy? I touch wood. I've only got one in my I've only got one in my life. And um, it was, uh, uh, you know, in hindsight, it was really fucking dodgy because I was driving mm-hmm. and then I didn't like quite, I didn't quite look at like the details of the car behind me, mm-hmm. but um, I just saw this car coming up really quick behind me. It was right on the bumper mm-hmm. and I was in the bush. Like I was like, I was in West Australia. I was out in the fucking like fields where there's no speed limits, right? You can't see it. Nice. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm obviously going too slow. This place right on my fucking bumper. So I sped up. And then as I sped up, the fucking sirens are and got pulled over. Oh, that's fucked. And then I thought to myself, thank God I'm what? <laughs> Nothing to worry about here. So I rolled down the window. I'm like, G'day, mate, how you going? Yeah, right, mate, how you going? So, going on buddy and um turns out actually he could have really screwed me because i was driving on uh victoria plates when i was in west australia mm-hmm. and for those people that don't understand it's different states so originally when i moved over i thought well i'm in australia still so i can just use whatever state plates to drive wherever i am but it's yeah. not the case yeah, after a couple of months you've got to change over so um, I didn't get any points taken off, but he ended up finding me. Because part of me was thinking, this bloke is an absolute prick. Like, you clearly just needed to raise some revenue. So you basically nearly rammed into my bumper and run me off the road. So I sped up and then find me. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I'm on big plates. So 
have to be cool. Well, I we have the same thing in U.S. where technically you're supposed to change your state of residency um, when you move somewhere, but it only supposed to change. The wording is kind of vague where they say after three months or something, but you have to have the intention to make it your main your main domicile. So when I moved to Connecticut, because Connecticut are a bunch of fuckers and they are a bunch of cock sucking parasites. If you, own a, if you own a car. Why don't you tell us what you really think about it, mate? <laughs> I, 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 I know I hate Connecticut. If, if anyone here is from Connecticut that listens to this, I don't hate you. I just hate your state. And your and your tax laws. It's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting, atrocious shit. And most of your cities are fucking ghettos. So I don't understand where all this money goes. Um, if you have a car, you have to claim that as an asset for them to tax. What? Yeah, they tax. They tax you the value of your car. Yeah, they go after you for that. So I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? So you've got you've got yeah. your you've got your like registration fee yeah. or whatever it is per amount per year, and then on top of the registration fee, you've got to pay a tax. Yeah. What type of fucking socialist dictatorship are they running out of fucking Connecticut? Yeah, yeah no, that's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's horrible. So obviously, I moved from Pennsylvania, where okay, we're we're much better than Connecticut, but I wouldn't say we're we're better overall. We're not like Florida or anything, but we're better than New York and Connecticut. So they don't tax your car there. Also, Pennsylvania is fucking huge, right? So it's kind of hard. To, every, like, you need a fucking car. Um, so it's like you're taxing someone for like literally their right to drive to work. Um, so if they don't do it, they may do it eventually. Who knows? So I just never changed my residency. You know, I was there for a year and a half. And every time, you know, it kind of came up in question, I said, nope, I'm not intending to stay in Connecticut. I mean, I had zero intention to stay in Connecticut, actually. Like, my feelings were very adamant that if they pulled me in to question me, like, okay, well, you've been here for a year. How come you haven't changed your state of residency? I would literally say I have absolutely zero interest staying here. I go home every weekend, even though that's not true, but I, I went home maybe two, three weekends out of the month, so a good amount. And I'm like, I, I, I really don't, I'm not staying here. This is not going to be my, my, my state of residence. So I never changed over. So not only because of the, not only because of the place, but because of the just because of the state itself. I just, I just hated it. I really hated it. There, there were certain parts of it that were nice. Like when you're along the, along the waterline and they have some seafood places that are quite okay. Some small towns are okay. There were some really small, like quaint suburbs that were fine. But the cities, man, ugh. Ugh, Jesus, forget it. I lived in Norwalk, nothing there. Fucking nothing there. I moved into a brand new apartment building. And I think within like six months, a bunch of fucking eatheads moved in because they couldn't get enough people to stay there. So they had to start giving it to like the lower income people, which is like rent controlled shit. So my whole fucking building started smelling like weed after like six months. Luckily, I only signed an eight month lease. So I fucking bolted after that. Then I moved to Stanford and I lived in Stanford for about a year. And that wasn't too bad. But I found that a lot of the times you would go out and dude. You know how you say Australian girls are picky? Yeah. Fuck. They, I don't know if Connecticut girls are worse, but it could damn very well be. They are fucking picky, man. It's like just because they're in Connecticut or even New York girls are quite picky. Like they think because they're in New York or Connecticut, like that, that adds to their value. I'm like, bitch, you still a fucking four. Don't matter where you live. You still a damn troll. You just a troll in a different country, state, whatever. Different well, attitude makes it too much. I just don't like. There's no need for it. There's no need to be all uppity. 
I find that I find that a lot of girls have way more self confidence than they should, and I, I mean that. Well, it's because of social media. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, why can't you just be a decent person? Like, why do you have to act like you know every guy is hitting on you? Like all this stuff. Like, and some of the girls who do this, I'm like, you're fucking not good looking. It's like guys who aren't good looking. You see what they fucking do? They like hide away. They're afraid to approach anybody most of the time. I mean. I think a lot of guys get over it and then they just go out and just have a good time. Right. Which then you build up the confidence of not giving a fuck. And then that's how you get a girl. But well, there's um, a new thing coming out now that actually less and less men are, uh, are looking to date. Like less and yeah, less men are approaching women and, and, and it's actually becoming a growing trend that blokes are, blokes are leaving the dating market. I'm not surprised because it, it, it's, if you look at it now, right. Um, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong. If you want to join the podcast and tell me that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chauvinistic prick, that's fine. I accept those charges. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, the dating scene is just slanted towards, towards women now. And like Tinder, Bumble, all the shit, it, it gives women their pick of the litter, right? Because it's a lot of dick they're being offered. It, well, it's a lot of dick on continuous look. like they go into they go they go to social media get like 10 blokes liking them then they get ten. like another bunch of women oh you're beautiful and pumping them up more or even more My then friend. the dms will be their dms will be full of blokes having a crack apparently mm. on tinder apparently on tinder i was talking to some chicks they're like every bloke just starts sending <laughs> start sending cock pics and then uh yeah then when they're going around they sort of feel like everyone's hitting on them but then that the problem is, is that I actually think from I would imagine from a female's perspective, the biggest problem would be is that you get your, your tires so inflated and you're like, oh, everyone locks me on a pot, but you don't kind of commit to anything because you and, and time passes you by. And yeah. the problem, I think that I think also the hardest thing would be is would be. The confidence, the, the inner confidence of being a woman will be really difficult because now you go, you, you went from like, yeah, let's argument sake say you, you knew you weren't that attractive, but there was still some, you know, bloke around the corner was, you know, really nice to you and he really liked you and he still wanted you and, and life sorted itself out. Whereas in now, like, in a way, feminism is kind of reversed. Because we went, we we had this huge push through the whole sixties and seventies of equality, and you know we're no longer in the kitchen and, and running businesses and 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 et cetera, et cetera, equal wages, et cetera, et cetera. As in now, like it's gone back to just really looks, and it's like this competition of like who looks better, and that's part of the reason why the money's kind of come into it because of the cost of upkeeping to look good, not just for yourself, but you're in competition with other women. So it would be so difficult because you, every time you step out of the house, you'd feel like you're judged. And every time you put a post on, you'd want to have 10 million filters because you're trying to get that endorphin hit of everyone clicking the lock button and looking good for everyone else. Uh, I think social media has just given... Um women and inflated perception of self-worth. Um, and then, like you said, time passes them by uh, because all these chicks have all these guys liking them and matching with them. Because look, let's be honest, at the end of the day, guys have pretty low standards, right? Like I think oh, most, yeah. most guys are, are very chill. 
like you have, you might have your preferences, you might have things you like more than other things. But I think at the end of the day, like once a guy gets to a certain age and it's not even that old, um, they really just, dude, I see so many dudes who I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gay. And I'd be like, damn, you know, he's a pretty good looking guy. And I see the girlies with them. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's just like, they just known each other so long and they just, they're just, it just happened, right? They're friends. But when you have a girl who obviously doesn't, you know, have a, a good looking guy, like you were saying, they have all of these matches, all these guys, people telling them they're really good looking. They get, they really start believing that. And then they get self-absorbed and it, it's really social media because you have so many thirsty dudes chasing you. And remember back, dude, before all this shit, how did you meet people? You had to go out and actually meet people in a bar. You maybe met people through mutual friends. You met people in work. Like the pool for you to date was so much smaller that you had to make like genuine social connections and you weren't being complimented by a thousand thirsty fucking simps on Tinder. Now- And also also the difference was, was that, you're, uh, you, from a female perspective, you had to be open to kind of conversation or a dance or going for a drink or, you know, like I know with our parents' generation, when I talked to them and, and like, you know, the people from there, they'd be like, yeah, you know, the guy asked me out, I'd go out with him for a coffee. And then if I didn't particularly like him, I would think about who of my friends would like him and, and kind of introduce to my friends and everything like that. Whereas now the kind of competition's got so much that people will go out with people and they don't want to introduce them to their friends sort of thing. You know, it's... I really think we've got... Well, a narcissist is probably not the right word, but we've got, we've got to the situation now where society really needs to have a good look at ourselves because I actually think that... Um, we're going backwards. I, I don't think we're actually developing as a society to the benefit of everyone. I think that we're now going backwards where the, the the importance on looks and the importance of, like, flashing it for the gram or, you know, doing yeah. your dances on TikTok or everything like that yeah. is now leading to... Um, so, like, as a single dude, like when you go and you watch like, oh, you know, what, what women want and all that sort of stuff and you have women telling you what women want because a bloke telling me what a woman wants is just ridiculous, right? And it always comes back to like, A, like be on your purpose in life, do your own thing and, you know, be happy and kind of improve whether that's fashion or, you know, the hobbies or whatnot. And B, it always comes back to money, like money and status. But then, they don't know what they want. But then, but then the, the thing that I always have with it is it's not, it's not that easy to make such a crazy amount of money on a tax system that hits you at 47%. So you, you, have, you have like a decent, in Australia, you have a decent tax rate. You have a decent tax rate to a bit over 100 grand, right? Which you can you can live off and you have a bit of money and you can pay your bills or whatever. You can't really buy like a fancy house or anything like that. You can rent a joint. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you're basically whacked with a forty something percent tax. Meaning, if you get a, say hundred grand, then it's going to be like forty six thousand is taken away in tax to fifty four. So if if you're talking in terms of like I don't know a pride of handbags, let's say three and a half five grand or 
you know, uh, a trip overseas, let's say that's five, 10 grand or whatever, for that after-tax money is actually really difficult to achieve it unless you're earning like fucking mental cash. So the reality doesn't match the online kind of fiction. So if people say, oh, you know, I want a man that's financially secure and I want him to spoil me and I want him to take me on trips and nice restaurants and I want him to buy me nice stuff and clothes and bags and whatever it is, the majority of men can't afford it. They they just can't. It's pure statistics Bro. because in the West you've got to be at the highest, highest percent. And then once you get to that level of money, you're like, the, the fuck am I going to throw it away for? I'm already now saying uh, once you get to that stage of earning, you need to start thinking about property, investments, returns, stock, um, like how you're setting up your future funds and uh, how, how so you can go out and buy a handbag for three and a half, but then if the stock market's tripling it and you can make 10, you've got to have this decision. Mate, you're thinking about this all wrong. I agree with your logic but it's all wrong. My question is, is and you can answer this. I'll just pose a simple question. Why are they worth all that? It's the price of pussy, bro. It's not worth it. Well, no, because yeah. if you can get a hooker for 500 bucks, it's a Russian or Colombian escort to do the same thing. And she doesn't give you any grief. Then the question is what you're really paying for. I am just saying now I don't condone prostitution. I am a good Christian boy, but what I will say is if any chick ever tells me that that's what she expects from a man, my first fucking question is, what the fuck do you bring to the table? You fucking gold digger. That disgusts me. Oh, I want a man to have a job, a passion, a blah. What the fuck do you have? What's your passion besides filming what you fucking eat and putting it on fucking TikTok and Instagram? Like, Well, it comes down to what are the two things that can be offered is basically the ability to have a family and sex. Not worth it. Other, it's not worth well, it. This, this, this is now coming back to what I was saying, is that a lot of men now are like, well, well, what's the point? Having, having a family with an overly attractive woman who is only with you because you can provide for her is not fucking worth it. That is She'll also trash. leave your ass because then she can get 50% plus, plus, yeah. plus the house, plus the money for the kids and go and find some other dude. You're much like better if she's really that into money, as soon as as soon as you're even in a de facto relationship for six months or a year living together, it's like with with where I live, right? Part of the reason why I rented off my mum and keep it in my mum's name is because if if, so, if I meet a girl, we fall in love and it's all good and whatever, she comes. I think it's like six months or a year or something like that. She can, in theory, lay claim to my house just from dating. From a, from a de facto relationship, you don't have to be married anymore. I, I forgot what the time period is. Not even engaged? No. Bro, get the fuck out of Australia, bro. Fuck that stupid fucking island. No offense. Yeah. That's the yeah. dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's it's actually like people, people, don't, people don't enforce it because people aren't privy to it. But the stuff that can be pulled is like freaking, it's actually freaking mental. It's actually freaking mental because now what's happening with people that are like, let's uh, let's let's say from the more comfortable part of town, right? It's a it's a genuine thing now of having to protect your assets. 
because your, your assets can get fucked like super quickly. And that's why even when it comes to like marriage and that sort of thing, look, you can't, when you marry someone, you love them and you've got to hope for the best. But like, you know, I've seen guys that have been highly successful at business have, you know, done everything, worked their life and literally lost it all. Like lost it all. And and a left and a left they get usually you get fifty percent of the house because you got to sell it, but then that fifty percent of the house disappears with all the child support and everything like that. You wanna you wanna kill you wanna kill dating and relationships. That's the way to do it. So that, that's the way to do it. You just start doing that. Just just start doing that kind of shit, and nobody's gonna want to do. Nobody's going to want to date. Nobody's going to want to get married because it is, it, it's ridiculous, right? Everything is so slanted to the women, the woman's favor. And any fucking person who says that it's not, you're fucking stupid. You're an absolute fucking idiot in any first world country to say that, you know, uh, divorce isn't slanted to the woman's favor and fucking child support and child rights are not slanted to women's favor. Go fuck yourself. Well, the problem is now is the, 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 the kids are now used as leverage in order to try and milk, milk the bloke dry. And the other problem is, and this is like <clears throat> for the blokes listening in, um, because, yeah, if you have issues or whatever, reach out to life. Yeah, yeah, I'll reach out to, you know, your lifeline and services like that because blokes also have traditionally can't talk about mental health problems. Yeah. Or when you're down. Yeah. Like, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very like difficult thing because, and it's also they're not allowed to in a way. It's like you're a bloke, toughen up, get back out there, and keep earning money. Yeah, there's no time to grieve or find difficulty in it, or you know. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I think Tinder swindler conversations got us a little bit triggered as well because yeah. we're seeing it from the other side. Um, Did you so ever? Did you ever watch Friends, the TV show? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, a little did bit. you see that episode where Bruce Willis was in it and he was dating Jennifer Aniston's character? Because it's oh, just touching remember. on your whole idea of you know guys aren't allowed to show any emotion, right? And even if girls say they are, that they don't want it. They don't want guys to show emotion. They don't. No. They're liars. They're absolute fucking liars, and they'll leave you for it. That's exact. And and you know why I think it's true is because they put it in Friends. And they made a joke out of it. And I don't think women have become more understanding since Friends has come out till now. I think they've become much worse. And in the show, Bruce Willis is like, uh, when he first starts dating her, he's like this quiet, cold, like uh, mysterious kind of guy. And then, you know, Rachel's always like, oh, show me, you know, show me some emotion. Tell me something. Tell me something. Show me something. And he finally opens up to her. And of course, in the show, it's quite exaggerated. But she ends up leaving him because of that. Like, they just stopped dating because of that. And it was a joke, right? That was the joke of the show. It's like, oh, he opened up and he turned out to be really soft and he had all of these childhood problems and cried a lot. She left him. Simp. Simp. Yeah. Yeah, you can't simp, bro. <clears throat> no, don't simp. Can't be no simp lollipoppy. Yeah. That, that, that's why I'm afraid for, I'm afraid for, like, you look at Twitch and shit, all these fucking dudes just tossing money at girls to, for, for doing nothing. It's like, bro, get your fucking life together. You don't, only fans Dude, as don't well. Get, don't even get me started. Don't even, it, it's such a, it's so, it's so fucking sad that that is what it is now. Like, get a hobby, right? Like, well, dude, 
there you could do the nerdiest shit alive bro i used to i used to buy plastic miniatures build them and paint them and play and play games because i wasn't good with the with the ladies when i was younger right well am i yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that is Mate, how i entertain myself that's probably worth a fortune now. <laughs> oh, the, the, old, the old stuff is, yeah, but I sold it all yeah. when, I, when I stopped. I only have a handful of stuff now. And I actually bought a little bit when I was in Singapore because I just wanted to paint something because I found it very relaxing. But when I was a kid, I used to play it a lot. But, like, get a fucking <laughs> hobby. Like, I, was too, but I was too busy. For <clears> oh, look, I was a concert pianist, but other than that, I was too busy punching people in the face. <laughs> Between, I think, yeah. the age of, like, 10 to 15, right? That was my hobby. But then when I got to high school, I, I, I stopped. I, then I was in sports. I was trying to get into college. Like, and then that became my life. Like, dude, you, people who need a girl to fill a void, you are inherently fucked in your life. Look, I mean, there are genuinely really, I mean, we don't want to kind of have a, have a pure bashing session. There are generally a lot of good women out there. And, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, course. even, yeah, you know, like you've got girlfriends, you're, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a real gem. And then you know, you, you know, even for me, like you know, I've had some ups and downs with girls. And you got you, you also have some because women also really like some of them are real like nurturers, and I find that they like do really, really, really bring you back uh, from the abyss at times. Yeah, and some are glorious that you trade nudes with. But this is a Christian channel. <laughs> uh. But oh, yeah. mate, so it's so, so, so funny, right? Well, while we're on the top, I'll give you a quick yarn. So, shout out to Ronique. Shout out to my buddy, Ron. And he's from, uh, he's from India. He's from New Delhi. And, mm. and I was like, oh, you know, I love, I love trading a little bit of nudes with the chicks. It's great. <laughs> and he goes, um, he goes, uh, oh, you got to be careful, man. He said, uh, when you send it on WhatsApp, you know on WhatsApp you can choose just to view it once. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, you gotta just you gotta just send it once because um, in India there's a huge scam going on about um, like catfish. They yeah. so that, like the the girls pretend that they're into the guy or whatever, yeah. and then they 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 take his nudes and then they try to bribe him. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well you know we've got your bribes and you know we're going to go to your company and and, and release them and you know let's yeah. give me money and that sort of stuff." So my response was like, <laughs> "Fucking blast it!" <laughs> I was like, "Send it." I don't negotiate. If someone came to me and said, "Oh, look, you know, if you give me give me money, we're, we're gonna put it on a fucking spreadsheet and send it to the whole entire world. Yeah. Send my nudes far and wide." And then people would be like, "What the hell, bro? What's going on?" I say, "Listen, they wanted me to pay fifteen thousand dollars to not send them. I just said, fuck you, <laughs> send it.'" I'll save the 15 grand for when I'm retrenched. <laughs> there was actually a bloke in shipping that did that once, you know. He, uh, he accidentally, instead of sending it, instead of sending his, 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 uh, his rod to some bird in Thailand, he's accidentally put it on his distribution list. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and sent it to, oh. like, <laughs> sent it to, like, the whole entire supermarket. <laughs> So every time you talk about the guy, they're like, oh yeah, that was a bloke that that was a bloke that accidentally blasted his nudes. Then there was another guy. Fuck, I went in. There was this other dude that, that worked with us, well, he still does. Mm-hmm. He's like married and kids and, and happy and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the I don't know how the hell he did it. 
this like perverted like ex-boyfriend took pictures of the girl them too like her in her robes and everything like that and yeah. then he blasted it to like all of our company email this is like five years ago or something blasted it to all of the email addresses uh of of all clients and or actually internally to all the but blasted it to everyone mm-hmm. and uh was like, oh, your wife is still in love with me. She's going to leave you and come back to me. And, you know, Fuck. these are pictures because she still she still wants me and you'll oh never stand God. a chance and whatever it is, right? So everyone saw it and they're like, oh, what the, what the heck's going on? And then I, I hit reply and I went fucking in on the dude. I was, I was like, bro, you might want to pull your fucking head in. That's one of my fucking people. He's now married. That's his wife. I suggest you start to get rid of it. <laughs> Otherwise, if you want to escalate this, you don't want to know my people <laughs> because it's not going to end very well for you, mate. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We can track you down wherever you are and find you. So my best solution to you, my friend, is to hit delete and never ever speak to it again. And he came back and he goes, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, she loves me. She loves me. And I was like, mate, you send me one more email and it's all over for you, bro. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then I talked to his friend. Mm-hmm. I talked to his friend and I, I, I emailed his friend and I said, mate, look, just to let you know, before it kind of goes around your office, this is going to embarrass him. And luckily, it, no one in the office had seen it yet, so they got the IT to take it down and just like just narrowly escaped it being blasted around everywhere. Yeah. Shit. The bloke's still buying me beers year la- years later. <laughs> I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. I'm still his fucking boy. He still sees me. We see each other when we met up and, like, you know, you travel because they're in other parts of the world. But it still just gives me a big hug. It's like, thanks, bro. Bonaras, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun times. Good stuff. Yeah, fun times. Well, uh, all right, there you go. All right, man. Yeah, good talk. Good chat as always. I look forward to uh, to, to next Sunday and and see we'll, we'll see where the world is by then and how much Russia has taken over of Ukraine. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> all right, buddy. All the best, matey. All right, see you, see you man. Bye. Thanks. Bye.